Hi, and welcome to Be the Flagship with our podcast host, Jeff Parsons. This is where we tackle the day-to-day talent management challenges you face, particularly in hospice and small healthcare organizations. And now, over to our host. Take it away, Jeff. Hello, and thank you for joining Be the Flagship. I'm your podcast host, Jeff Parsons, and today's episode is called The Top 10 Reasons Managers Fail as Leaders. So did you notice I used managers and leaders as though they're different in the title? That's because they are different. Uh, can, you know, can you be a good manager and not be a leader? Yeah. Can you be a, a good leader and not be a manager? Yes, of course you can. So we're going to talk about the differences between managers and leaders after the break. And we're going to break down the top reasons why good managers often fail as leaders. So hang on again. Welcome to the episode and we'll be right back. Did you know that most employees quit their boss before they quit their company? At Flagship Talent, we take your bosses and create organizational leaders. We bring over 30 years of leadership development and coaching expertise to your organization and have developed leaders in most parts of Europe, mainland China, Thailand, and the Americas. We have also developed leaders in most industries, including hospice and other small healthcare. Our approach is always customized to your specific organizational needs. We utilize a leadership coaching approach for individual managers, identifying their skills gaps and providing just-in-time training to address the gaps. We then coach the manager in a way that facilitates the application of new learning and skills in their unique work environment and helps them overcome their specific challenges. We also offer customized leadership training on your site to develop your entire leadership team. We are committed to meeting your scheduling challenges and within your budget. Need a virtual option? We have that too. We offer online development for your managers and make it available on their schedule. To learn more, contact Jeff Parsons by email at jeff at flagshiptalent.com or by phone at 1-800-530-4189, extension 101. Your managers have the greatest impact on employee engagement, performance, and retention. What are you waiting for? Let's take your managers and create leaders. Okay, we're back. So managers versus leaders. So what's the definition of management? Uh, If you're a good manager, you're getting things done through others. In other words, you have a team of people and you're counting on that team to deliver on goals, right? And so if you're a good manager, you're getting things done through others. And if what, okay, so how about leadership? Well, leaders influence others in a way that maximizes their efforts towards the achievement of a goal. Notice the emphasis on the word influence. Leaders influence others in a way that maximizes their efforts towards the achievement of a goal. And, and so the formula for leadership is really simple. Leadership equals influence. The broader the level of influence you have, the greater level of leadership capability you have. Leadership equals influence. So what do you manage? Well, you manage 
time, right? You manage schedules. You manage inventory. You manage budget. So you manage things, right? So again, going back to the definition of management, managers get things done through others, things, right? And you lead people. You lead people. Uh, Is it possible to be a good manager and not be a leader? Well, perhaps if you're delivering on results and and, and you know, and, and you manage the schedule and manage the budget, and you take care of those things, uh, you know, yeah, you're a good manager, but are you a leader? So, you know, why would anyone strive to be a leader? Well, if you're using influence as a leader, what you're doing, and we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but you're tapping in to your followers discretionary effort. That's the effort that they don't have to give you and they don't have to give your organization. They can use that discretionary effort for their hobbies, uh, for a side job, uh, for other things, right? They don't have to give it to you. They know where that performance bar is and what level of performance they need to deliver to keep you off their back, right? And so, but they have this bucket of discretionary effort, and that's what you really want to tap into. That's when you're when when that employee, that team member is going above and beyond. They're being proactive. They're not waiting until you tell them what to do. They're not only are they delivering high quality, they're delivering the highest level of quality, and they are committed to your organization, and to your customers or clients. That's discretionary effort. So if you are an effective leader, and remember, leadership is seen through the eyes of your followers. makes no difference what you think. makes no difference what your title is. It's seen through the eyes of your followers. So if you are perceived as a leader by your followers, they will charge a hill for you, right? And so that's what you want. They will give you that discretionary effort, and they will be engaged in the task at hand. They will be engaged and committed to helping you achieve and exceed your organizational goals. That's why it's important to be an effective leader, so that you can tap into that discretionary effort and increase the level of employee engagement. But good managers can fail as leaders for various reasons. And it's important to note that leadership challenges are often complex and they're multifaceted. So when we come back, we're going to start with the 10 major reasons why good managers fail as leaders. Need to bring your team together to strengthen team connection and performance? Let us help. We are experts in team building facilitation. Call us for a quote today. 800-530-4189, extension 101. Okay. So the top 10 reasons that good managers, they're good at managing things, but they fail as leaders. So we're going to start with number 10 and work our way to number one. So drum roll, please, for number 10. Number 10, a lack of vision. A leader without a clear and inspiring vision can leave followers feeling directionless and unmotivated. If, if your managers are not communicating 
the vision in a way that aligns your resources to accomplish your business goals, they're not they're not being effective. You know, as a, a leader has three main responsibilities, right? They it's to establish the vision, align your resources to accomplish the vision, and then execute strategies and ensure execution of strategies that achieve that vision in your business goals. Those those are the three main responsibilities of, of any leader. So Having a lack of vision will be perceived by your by the leader's followers as they don't really know what's going on. They're not very connected to the business, that sort of thing. Which leads us to number nine, poor communication skills. Effective communication is crucial for leadership. Leaders who struggle to articulate their thoughts, listen actively, or provide constructive feedback may face challenges. So remember number 10 was lack of vision. Well, even if the manager has a vision, if they can't communicate it well, then what, you know, then they're still not uh, capitalizing on their opportunity to connect with their employees around that vision. So having good communication skills is imperative for a good leader. And so if, if the manager can't articulate their thoughts, if they're perceived as not listening, have you ever walked into manager's office with something you feel is important at least, and they're busy on the computer or on the phone, uh, and you know they have their back turned to you, but they say, go ahead, I'm listening. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Do you feel that they're really listening? No. So... Good listening skills is important. The ability to give good feedback, good performance-based feedback, being very specific in that feedback so that the person knows what to do to be rewarded or what to stop doing and start doing something else, right, to get them out of the performance ditch. So communication skills are really, really important. Number eight. The inability to delegate. Oh my goodness, I've seen this so often with with managers. Uh, have you ever seen a manager that just doesn't have enough patience or trust in their employees to delegate, so they jump in and do it themselves? It's sort of like uh, you know driving down the road and you see a, uh, a road construction crew out there, and the team standing around watching the supervisor do the work, right? And so. Leaders who try to do everything themselves can become overwhelmed and hinder the growth and develop of uh, development of their team leaders or the team members. So, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about uh, as a con- uh, as a leadership concept. But leaders should be developing future leaders instead of developing followers. They should be developing future leaders. And how do you do that? Well, you help them think on their own. You help them solve their own problem. You don't want to be seen as the only person who can solve problems because guess what's going to happen? You're going to have your employees at your door every hour of the day with a problem for you to solve. And the sad thing is I have witnessed managers who feel that they're doing a good job because People are coming to them, and they're solving their problems for them, right? And, and so 
they take on, the, the manager takes on, I'm the problem solver. I make the decisions. You all have to come to me. I will be a bottleneck. All right. You come to me. I'm the gatekeeper. I'll solve those problems for you. And it's a badge of pride for a lot of managers. Right. And that gets in the way of being an effective leader because you're not developing problem solvers. You're not developing decision makers. You're not taking things off of your plate. Instead, you're bringing more things onto your plate, perhaps because you feel that that is a sign that that you're bringing value to the organization. They need me because I'm the only one around here who can solve a problem. Well, have you tried to develop your followers? Have you tried to develop your team? So that's key. You know, you've got to have trust in your employees. If you don't delegate to those employees, then... What are they going to think? Well, they don't. Uh, the boss doesn't trust us, or doesn't trust me. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone you can delegate everyone, right? There are some people you can't de- delegate to. So you have to develop those employees to the point where you feel comfortable delegating tasks and decisions and problems to them. But it takes work. It takes effort. It takes a concentrated approach on the manager's part to develop those people that don't feel comfortable in delegating to develop them until you get them to the point to where you can delegate to them. Will you have everyone on your team you can delegate to? No, but that should not stop you or change the goal of having everyone on your team that you can delegate to. That should be your goal when you bring a new member onto the team. We're going to work with you and develop you to the point where, you know, we can delegate to you. Why do you want to do that? Well, again, it takes stuff off of your plate. And number two, how else can those higher level employees help you, those you delegate to? They can help you train your new employees. They can help you run projects. They can help you do a lot of things, right? Plus, it gives them self-confidence. It strengthens the feeling of mutual trust between the manager uh, the leader and 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 the followers, so got to be able to delegate. Got to be able to delegate. So number seven, failure to adapt. This world changes quickly, and leaders must be adaptable and flexible. Those who resist change or fail to anticipate and respond to shifts in the business landscape may struggle. So how does this affect your ability to lead others? Again, it goes back to strengthening that feeling of mutual trust and respect. And if you are resistant to change, if you're an obstacle getting in the way of of the business moving forward as a manager, you're not a leader. You're a manager. So you you have to be flexible. You have to be adaptable. You have to be open-minded to change. And, and, and not be an obstacle, you should be a change agent as a leader. You should be driving change. You should be leading change. You should be perceived as a proponent of change as it relates to furthering business success because as you further business success, then you give the employees an opportunity to be more successful as well. Number six. Lack of emotional intelligence. I devoted an entire episode a couple of weeks back on emotional intelligence and leadership. It is critical for leaders 
to have a high level of emotional intelligence to be effective. Leaders need to understand and manage their own emotions and those of others, their followers, and coworkers, peers, managers. And we call it the ability to self-regulate. So your managers, to be effective leaders, need to be able to self-regulate their emotions uh, and their behaviors and those of their of their teams, right? So if you can't regulate, self-regulate your emotions, then that's certainly going to cause you to fail as a leader. So emotional intelligence is very important. Number five, micromanagement. Constantly hovering over your employees and allowing them uh, and not allowing them the autonomy can stifle creativity and hinder productivity. Know any managers out there who who micromanage? It gets you know it gets back to their lack of delegating as well. They feel that they have to have their hands on everything, on every detail of a task to be accomplished, and they micromanage. I mean, I want to know on a daily basis where you are with this project. I, I want you to come in and tell me, uh, you know, on the hour, how well you're doing or what you're doing, what your progress is. But they feel compelled to be controlling, right? I need to micromanage. And what are you communicating to your employees when you micromanage? I don't trust you. That's exactly what you're communicating to them. I don't trust you to do the job without me micromanaging. And that is the death knell of a leader. All you're doing is managing people instead of leading people, right? They're not going to charge a hill for you if you're a micromanager. They're just not going to do it. They don't feel you trust them well enough. Number four, inconsistency. Leaders who are inconsistent in their decision-making values or behavior can erode trust among their team members. Inconsistency links a bit to emotional intelligence, right? Uh, Coming in in a good mood one day, coming in in a bad mood the next day. Uh, Coming in, you know, with a dark cloud hanging over your head, coming in, dancing around and being hyper. That's really a level of emotional intelligence. But it could be perceived as this person is just inconsistent. It could also be perceived as they're bipolar and they're not taking their meds, right? But consistency is important to be an effective leader. So the lack of consistency, being inconsistent, can cause a good manager to fail as a leader. Number three, failure to develop others. And we've already hinted at this earlier in this episode. Neglecting the professional development of your team members can lead to a lack of skill diversity, and it can hinder the overall growth growth of your organization. Failure to build a strong team, you know, if you're not developing others, you're not developing a strong team, a cohesive, high-performing team. And leaders who neglect team building Uh, fail to create a positive and collaborative work culture, and they may face challenges in achieving their common goals. But it's just a failure to develop others. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, 
great leaders develop future leaders. They don't develop their followers. They develop future leaders. And how do they do that? Well, they develop their team to the point where they can delegate to them. Then what do they do? Well, then they delegate to them, right? Which increases the mutual trust and all the things we've already talked about today. Resistance to feedback. Leaders who are not open to feedback and do not actively seek ways to improve can become stagnant and less effective over time. Do you know any managers that say, oh, I'm open to feedback. Please tell me how I'm doing. And then when someone does, they get mad, they get angry, they get vengeful. I'll get them back. You know, performance review times right around the corner, right? And so your managers to be good leaders need to truly be accepting of feedback. They need to demonstrate their openness to feedback. And so resistance to feedback can cause a good manager to fail as a leader. Okay, we're down to number one, and uh, we'll, we'll come back after a break. We'll talk about the number one top reason that good managers fail as leaders. At Flagship Talent, we work with our clients to find and place the right talent. What do we mean by the right talent? We mean we find talent who will commit to your organizational goals and align with your values and behavior expectations. Talent who will perform to your expectations. Talent who will stay and grow with your organization. How are we different from our competitors? We offer the lowest fee structure in the industry. We offer the best talent guarantee in the industry. We provide selection and interviewing support to our clients at no additional fee. We want to save you money, deliver high-quality talent, become an extension of your organization, and be your preferred provider of talent acquisition solutions. To learn more, contact Jeff Parsons by email at jeff at flagshiptalent.com or by phone at 1-800-530-4189, extension 101. We're back. We're down to the number one top reason that good managers fail as leaders. And so just to recap the other nine, we mentioned lack of vision, poor communication skills, inability to delegate, failure to adapt, lack of emotional intelligence, micromanagement, inconsistency, failure to develop others, and resistance to feedback. Can you guess what number one is? All right, drum roll, please. Number one, top reason why good managers fail as leaders, and that is a lack of integrity. Managers who do not uphold ethical standards or act with integrity can damage their reputation and erode trust within the organization. That is a death nail uh, for leadership. So if you are a manager and you are perceived by others as lacking integrity, is this person being honest with me? Are they being honest with the team? Are they being honest with the organization? And if their perception is no, then you're not going to lead them anywhere, right? They're not going to trust you. So I've seen more managers 
in my illustrious career lose their jobs because of a lack of integrity that I have for any other reason. They just lost the ability to lead because people didn't trust them any longer. So make sure you do what you say you're going to do and be consistent in that. And so that people believe, well, that they tell me, number one, is true, to being honest with me. And even if they can't tell me, they let me know that, well, I can't tell you right now, but but you have an answer that people can buy into, right, that they can believe that you're being honest with them. So to wrap up, successful leadership often involves a combination of skills, a combination of traits, and continuous self improvement. Leadership, although the formula is easy, leadership equals influence, it's hard to be a great leader. It it takes work. It takes self-improvement, a commitment to self-improvement. It takes self-awareness of how you're perceived by others. Addressing these potential pitfalls that we've talked about can contribute to a leader's long-term success. Successful leaders often learn from their failures, adapting, and they continuously work on developing their skills to overcome obstacles. So if you're a good manager and, and you had, you suffered a setback in leadership, if you are committed to being a great leader, you can overcome it. It takes work. But successful leaders learn from their failures. You're not always going to be successful. They, they're going to learn from them. It's a continuous learning journey. They get help. They get development. They get coaching. They get mentoring. They get help to help them get better. All right. Effective leaders know where the resources are. They know how and where to get help. You know that's a you know you don't have to do it all yourself, right? And so, being committed to that self development is just so important for leaders to just continue to get better and more effective. Why is is the journey worth it? Yes, it is because you're held to account for the performance of your team. You are. If they don't perform well, you're responsible. You're held to account for the performance of your team. So anything other than being an effective leader is self-destructive behavior. You're shooting yourself in the foot. You're not taking advantage of the opportunity to utilize your team in an optimal way. Okay? So that's it today on my episode, The Top 10 Reasons Good Leaders Fail as Managers. We hope you enjoyed it. I haven't forgotten Jeff's humorous moment. It's time. I said the episodes were to give you an opportunity to listen, learn, and laugh. So now it's your time to laugh. So here's the joke of the day. Okay. I actually have two jokes for you today. You've been such a great audience and great listeners. I thought I'd bless you with two jokes. So, no, they were just tied for being funny. So I wanted to make sure I include both of them. And we've also talked about some of these things in this in today's episode. So why did the boss get a restraining order? Well, he couldn't stop micromanaging. Get it? Restraining order? <laughs> okay.
This is a good one. Why did the boss give everyone a company-branded mug? Why did the boss give everyone a company-branded mug? Well, he wanted to remind them who was in charge. (laughs) All right. So thank you again for listening. I can't wait for next week's episode where we will have a guest speaker, a hospice executive with 30-plus years in hospice. She has dedicated her life and her career to hospice, and she's going to talk through some of her fondest moments where her hospice, her team, has demonstrated what we call a hospice heart. So you won't want to miss it. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be the Flagship with Jeff Parsons. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did like it, please subscribe and share with others. Until next time, take the step to become the flagship in your marketplace.